this is a weird one for Lockdown Gators, but um, I have been told that there is going to be a change in the Florida Gators secondary, and we're going to talk about it here on Lockdown Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Wednesday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon Rittenberg with Whole Nine Sports and Giants Country. And before getting into today's content, just to say, stay safe, everybody. Uh, wild, wild times out there right now. So stay safe, evacuate if you need to, and wishing the best to you and yours. As always, on Wednesdays, the Florida Gators will release their new depth chart later on this evening. And, um... Yeah, I, I've been told that there will be a change in the secondary, but it's not the change that most Florida Gators fans want. I know some Florida Gators fans, probably the vocal minority, do want this change, but um, no, it is not zero. It is not trading. It is not 22. It is not Rashad Torrance. It is Avery Helm is going to be uh, taking a, a step back. Jaden Hill is going to be named the starting cornerback tonight. Uh, if what I was told rings true, then yes, Jaden Hill is going to be the starting cornerback opposite Jason Marshall Jr. And the second rotation of corners will be Avery Helm and Devin Moore, meaning Jalen Kimber, who played, I think it was 11 snaps against Tennessee, is pretty much going to be completely phased out. And again, he was getting phased out a bit. But it's not often that the Florida Gators have played five corners, so it's likely that Jalen Kimber will rarely see the field, if at all, while Jaden Hill is taking corner two spot, I guess. I, I don't I don't like calling corner one, corner two. It's just like the outside corner opposite Jason Marshall Jr. Uh, Jaden Hill, of course, tore his ACL before the 2021 season, is now healthy, took a while, had a couple of setbacks. Um was listed as probable for the Tennessee Volunteers game, but is, yeah, from what I've been told in the program, um, the the change is supposed to be Jaden Hill opposite Jason Marshall Jr., Avery Helm backing up Jaden Hill with Devin Moore backing up Jason Marshall Jr. Uh, no change at safety, no change at star either. That That's the only change that I've seen. Gator secondary got torched quite a few times against the Tennessee Volunteers. I think we know who uh, who it was that messed up. I have uh, double and triple checked what happened, and um, I know who messed up, but I'm not the type to bash people, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, I do think a corner is not the position that needs to see the change. I do think it is at safety. But again, I, I mean, I'm more annoyed about this for what this means in terms of ripple effect. You know, Jalen Kimber, I'm not the biggest Jalen Kimber fan. But Jalen Kimber's been playing pretty good ball. I mean, Florida loses that South Florida game if it's not for Jalen Kimber dogging on that slant and having the pick six there. So Florida loses that one without Jalen Kimber. He should be playing. Uh, Devin Moore should also be playing. Avery Helm should be playing. I realize that a lot of Gators fans like to like to target uh, 24 there based on their tweets. Um 
again, vocal minority. But yeah, uh, 24 is going to play less. Three is going to play probably the same amount. Jason Marshall Jr. Jaden Hill stepping in as a starting corner. I, I don't necessarily have a problem with Jaden Hill uh, getting into the depth chart. I am a little actually genuinely concerned about how much he's going to play because we know that you know he got he tore his ACL last year. He had a setback right before the season. He's been probably he was probable for the Tennessee game, and then now he's playing. I don't know if he's going to be on a, a snap count or a pitch count kind of deal right now early on. I don't know that. I just know that uh, what I've been told is that he is going to be the starting corner opposite Jason Marshall Jr. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I mean, I don't think it matters that much this coming weekend anyway with uh, with Hurricane Ian coming in and the rain, and it's probably going to be a very run-heavy game anyway. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how much it really matters in the long run, but that's that's what's happening for now. Again, this is what I've been told in the program. Jaden Hill starting opposite Jason Marshall Jr. Uh, offensive side of the ball, the biggest change that I think needs to be made, Keon Zipper needs to be listed at tight end one. It's, just, it's as simple as that. I like Dante Zanders. I do. I have no issues with Dante Zanders' play at all. What I will say is that Keon Zipper has been the better blocker this season. And... Keon Zipper has been one of the most productive pass catchers this season at any position. Um, yeah, there's the highlight play against Tennessee. I'm not going to say, oh, that highlight play, he deserves to be starting. Um, no, but I will say that it's been two weeks now where they've gotten him involved actively and they've tried to actively get him involved and he's produced. So I think that he's earned that. And again, as a blocker, neither him nor Dante Sanders have been good. I want to make that very clear. But Keon Zipper has been uh, the better option of the two so far. So I'll, I'll say that where I think Keon Zipper should start. Again, both of them are going to play regardless, but Keon Zipper should see the, major- the majority of the snaps easily. Looking at linebacker, I want to see Dewan Black get in as a rotational player. Uh, right now, it's been Ventrell Miller. It's been Amari Brody. And Shamar James has rotated in. Scooby Williams has rarely rotated in. Dewan Black made the incredible play on that onside kick that was just like, wow, look at that incredible athleticism that we've known he's had and we want him on the play and we want him on the field. Uh, he's played one defensive snap this season. That's it, and that's that's not fun. Um, but, you know, I, I think that you're looking at a defense that has constant – communication issues that is constant uh just bad plays and again i I don't think it's a scheme i genuinely think the biggest issue is the communication i I think it's horrible whether it's miscommunications and saying the wrong thing or not communicating in general um that i i don't know but i think that it's constant miscommunication just based on the way that a lot of the big plays i'm like why why were those guys or that guy or whatever why were they doing that? Or he? why was he doing that? And everybody else looked like they were in a completely different defense. So it's kind of confusing there. Um, and I'm not saying Dewan Black should start. But I, I think he's earned at least a rotational role. Especially because I realize people have been saying, bench Amari Bernie. You're not going to bench your leading sack artist right now. Um, the Florida Gators pass rush has not been very good. Most of their pressures have come off of designed pressures, and Amari Bernie's 
capitalized on them for the most part. Uh, so Amari Bernie's not going to get benched. Stop it. Simple as that. Return specialist, literally anybody. Li- literally anybody but Xavier Henderson. And again, I have no issues with Xavier Henderson getting the ball. He should not be returning kicks. He either makes the poor decision or he's not that explosive dynamic athlete. You have dynamic athletes on the roster. Let them field the kicks and let them try to make these big plays and then just let Xavier Henderson focus on playing offense. That's all I want. I'm not asking for much. Joining me now is going to be Hayden Hansen, Florida Gators tight end. But first, a quick word from Bet Online. The Florida Gators have pretty much alternated whether or not they're going to be underdogs or favorites or underdogs or favorites. And this week against Eastern Washington, well, pretty big favorites. Uh, line's not out yet, but I'm assuming it'll be somewhere in the 40-ish range. Uh, just because, again, it is... It is SEC versus FCS, so that's going to happen. But Bet Online is where I will be betting Florida no matter what the spread is. I can promise you that. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. I've been using Bet Online for years now. It is insane when I think about that. It's like it's six years, it's over half a decade that I've been using Bet Online, and that is absurd to me right now. But hey, money's money. I'm still here, so I'm having fun with it. You can bet on not just sports, but you can bet on reality TV shows, politics, economics, all that fun stuff that you want to. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn all about the trends and action. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Joining me now for today's episode of Locked On Gators, like he does every Wednesday, Hayden Hansen, Florida Gators, freshman tight end. And Hayden, you know, we always talk about the game that most recently happened. What is the feel or the sense in the locker room now after that very close loss to Tennessee? Yeah, so, I mean, um, I'd say the feel really is, um, I mean, it hurts again. I mean, we got that taste in our mouth after Kentucky came and then got it right back in our mouth, you know. And um, I think it's really been a head down at work, um, even with this hurricane happening and stuff. We're uh, focusing up and um, uh, even like so – well, we don't practice on Thursday for hurricane reasons, and um, the, the staff's going to be putting in extra work and stuff, and they were telling us that. And um, it's just a great chance for us to get ahead, too, like not physicality-wise, more book-wise, more knowing our job. Because, I mean, most of the time you you watch the tape, it's 10 guys where they're supposed to and one that messes up, you know. And uh, we just got to get to that point where it's all 11, and we'll be good. Um, I feel like that opened a lot of eyes. I mean, Tennessee's a good football team, and uh, we should have won that game. Uh, There's about 12 plays of just Florida beating Florida, and uh, if we fix that, we're going to be pretty good. So um, to process, and we're hoping to get that taste out of our mouth against Eastern Washington and then look ahead. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you that I've been a Gators fan pretty much my whole life, and there were few things that I've ever seen as frustrating as uh, as some things on Saturday work as uh, – yeah, wasn't wonderful, but one thing that was a, a very bright spot was that Anthony Richardson pretty much answered every critique about him that he heard. Again, myself included, I'm not shy that I've been pretty harsh on him at certain points, but uh, he, he's got to do it consistently to silence people. But how great was it to just see him thrive in hostile territory? And also, do you get to kind of take a little bit of a victory lap? Because I know last week when you were here, you were like, you know, maybe it'll be easier on the road without 90,000 Gator fans <laughs> watching. So just how great is that? Yeah, so, I mean, um, I feel like it was good for him. He showed everyone that he can and he's capable of doing it. Um, 
it was great. I mean, watching him sling the, sling the ball around, um, it, it was on target most of the time. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like maybe it's, it's a little bit off his shoulders when he's on the road. I mean, there's not as many expectations. Everyone's against you. There's no expectations of you. Um, and I feel like um, he'll get he'll, when he gets it down where it's every week, he'll be one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. So, yeah, he's insanely physically talented. He's so physically talented, it kind of pisses me off. That's um, <laughs> where we're it. But uh, I feel like every week I ask you about, you know, tight end involvement in the offense, whether it's they should play more, they should rotate more, they should do this more. And this week is still going to be no different. Uh, the Tennessee game saw Keon Zipper be more involved in the offense than ever before, specifically as a pass catcher. So you being a freshman tight end, a young guy where it's like, okay, like my time will come. Is that kind of, you know, relieving to see someone get involved in the offense so much as a tight end? And it's like, well, soon it will be me. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I finally saw what Napier used to do at UL, you know, involved in tight end. I think we had five catches. Um, Dante had a couple too. I mean, that, that'll be my spot eventually. I'll be a Y. And um, he made some good possession catches too. But I mean, Zip stole the show. I mean, he, that was physical run, great touchdown run. Um, that's just what I, I mean. That's just what I've seen Napier do in the past. So I'm good to finally see that here. Um, I feel like I feel like that kind of or hopefully opens everyone's eyes, including fans. That I mean, we got a talented tight end room, and uh, hopefully we get involved more. Um, and uh, I, I think we will after this game. So and. I mean, we, we know, you know, you know, you've already mentioned that practice Thursday not happening because the hurricane uh, game got pushed to Sunday. How are you guys kind of preparing for Eastern Washington? Because everything is kind of thrown out of whack now. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's actually pretty simple what Napier said. Um, so um, Thursday's off. We don't have that. And then, so all that does is set the week back by one day. So normally Monday after a game, that's our day off. Now Monday will be a Sunday, and then Tuesday will be a regular Tuesday. So we're just losing a day. We're losing our day off next week. Next week because of this. Because technically Thursday will be our day off. So if that makes any sense to you, yeah, you're still getting the same number of days off. It's just a matter of really when. Yeah. They, yeah. Um, and you know we've spoken about this every week where you know last time the Gators were heavy favorites for the South Florida game. And they fluctuate whether they're favored or underdogs every week. Um, but last time they were heavy favorites was South Florida and it didn't go as expected. Similar situation here where the Florida Gators, every Gators fan is looking at this game going, we should win this game handedly, um, whether or not fans should refer to the team as we, but that's, uh, that's another argument. Uh, is there kind of an extra go for the head mentality with the last big favorite game? not working out the way we Yeah, so, I mean, I think everyone in the locker will agree with uh, that we should win by a lot. Um, and, I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't say we're approaching it any differently than we would any other team. But, I mean, there's obviously an expectation of um, just going out there and dominating on all sides of the ball, game changers, special team – or my fault, game changers, offense and defense. You know, I mean, it should be clear. It should be a dominant game. Uh, we'll see what happens, though. I mean, they've got talent, too. We can't overlook that, but – at the end of the day, it should be a dominant four to win. Yeah, you're lucky that uh, that Billy Napier doesn't watch these because if he would have heard you say game changers and special teams, might have, <laughs> you might have seen what happened on the sideline against the balls happening yeah. in the locker room. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier for you to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people that you want to interview 
faster and for free. And if you've never used LinkedIn jobs before, I highly, highly recommend it. That's how I got my last job before I joined Locked On with simple tools like screening questions. It makes it easy for you at least to prioritize and focus on candidates with just the right skills and hire the right people that you want to. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. And did you know that nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn every week? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Um, but speaking of just, just practice and game changers and all this, you were named the a, a job taker of the week. Just what does that mean for you and what kind of goes into earning that title? Yeah, so I mean, about 95% of the freshmen uh, at some point in practice, we will go switch jerseys and put on. So I wore one of the Eastern Washington's tight ends number and we'll go run their offense against their defense for like a very competitive about eight minute, eight minute period. There's four, four, eight minute periods. And um, after that, after the week of practice, I, I got it for last week. The defensive coaches will get together and pick three to four guys that they think gave us the best look. And that'll try to kind of elevate us into maybe seeing the field. It's, I mean, it doesn't really, doesn't really change as much, but it puts you on the spotlight, you know? And um, <clears throat> so that's what that is. That's why I was into the defense because we were on the defensive field and then Jack Pyburn and them, but they were on the offensive field. So it just does that every week. And um, yeah, I finally got a tight end up there. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I know that this one happened a while back, but I just noticed it yesterday. Um, you had someone tweet at you a few weeks ago at this point where they have the same last name as you, as you and they tweeted that their son was amazed. They said he almost fell off the couch because he saw someone with the last name Hanson, the same last name, and he wears the same number as you, 89. Mm-hmm. So what does that kind of mean for you where it's like, oh, like this kid almost fell off the couch just seeing his same name and number and you're a true freshman getting to kind of impact people already? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's a unreal feeling, man. I mean, it kind of reminds you how lucky you are and uh, how lucky you are to be in this position with fans that pay that close attention to you. And, I mean, I didn't even play that game, and he still saw me. And uh, it's just cool. Uh, uh, like, I signed my first two autographs after the last game. It's just it's – a, it's a cool feeling, man. It's like it's why you do it, you know. It's why you go to all those hard practices, and that's why football's your life, you know. It's just it, – it's surreal, you know. Yeah, and – uh there are a few other things. I'm not even going to pretend to be like, oh, yeah, I, I super sleuth this. I was just looking through Twitter likes uh, for, for being completely honest about it. Um, and, and you seem to have a bit of a nickname from some people, which it's about the quads. Quadzilla, quad Um when, when did that start? And just what what the heck is that like? <laughs> All right, so funny story. Back when I was still getting recruited, um, I had about four colleges come to my house, like back to back to back to back, like each day. Uh, first, it was Washington State, then UTSA, then Napier's old school UL stopped by, and then Florida stopped by. And uh, before they left, they wanted to get a picture with me by my front door. It was me, Peebler, Napier, and O'Hara. And I was in the middle, and my mom took a picture a little lower. It's like, like You saw my whole body, and they saw my legs, and then uh, it started blowing up. Like <laughs> Florida fans started like – that was the first like – tweet that blew up I had like 3,000 likes and they're all like quad gone quad gone like so after that when the other fan bases that were trying to get me to commit they kind of stuck with them too and they just kind of just stuck uh that was the first time I got called that but it definitely hasn't gone away so 
Yeah, it ain't gonna. I'm gonna let you know. Gators hands down. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. So that's sticking with you. And then just to wrap up, it's it's very uh every everybody has these pre-game rituals they do, or most people have these pre-game rituals, whether it's superstition or just listening to a specific playlist, whatever it was. Uh, I was a very bad football player. I would listen to DMX all the time, but it didn't help me get any better at all. Kind <laughs> of what is it that you do before a game day? So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not really a superstitious guy, but um, definitely you get definitely got to listen to some music. Um, it just depends on how I'm feeling. If I'm feeling really anxious, I'll play some country, kind of get my nerves down. But if it's pregame, I'm I'm like blasting maybe 50 Cent, maybe some. And we're going like current rappers. I'm like talking like Kodak stuff like that. But uh, really, I mean, and at the end of the day, when you have headphones on in the, in the locker and listen to music, it's really pointless because you always got a player like. Henderson or someone blaring the speaker right next to you like what do I even have these on for like I hear two two songs so you just take it off and just bump with the locker room so what what do they play in there if if you oh, <laughs> oh that's all over the place man I mean I mean of course they play Rod Wave that's probably the most dominant artist they play um I'm trying to think uh definitely Rod Wave they play a lot of uh, a lot of Kodak, obviously. I guess he's. I, I guess he's a pretty big deal here. I mean, I'm not from Florida or anything, but a, a lot of people seem to like him here. And um, I mean, it's just it's really between those two because, like, I don't know if you're familiar with Rod Wave, but he sings about like girl problems and stuff, and those guys in there just they they vibe to it. And then he's got the the, the hype music too after a game, and then they play that too. So I mean, uh, that's definitely like a heavy, heavy favorite in that locker room. I really can't think of anyone else I could say so. <laughs> this is Hayden Anson, Florida Gators, freshman tight end. We'll be here every Wednesday with Locked On Gators and every Saturday, except this week because it's a Sunday, with the Florida Gators. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day every day. We'll be back tomorrow as Aaron Best, the head coach of the Eastern Washington Eagles, will be joining me to talk about this Florida Gators first Eastern Washington game on Sunday. In other news, check out Locked On SEC, hosted by Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Get the best coverage and the best conference, including the best university, the University of Florida. For Locked On Gators, me, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole9Sports and Giants Country of SI.com. And I will see you all tomorrow.